case you haven't noticed, things in the world are a mess, a real mess. And as followers of Jesus, we have the truth. And it's the only truth that can make a difference. Here's Pastor David with more. We've been studying many of the lies that are being told in the world today. Some by unbelievers, some by people who call themselves Christians. Today, Lord willing, we're going to study how to know the difference between lies and the truth. How do you know in general? 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and reverence. Now, Paul's writing this. We're talking about guys like Nero and Caligula, okay? Peaceable and quiet lives weren't always there for those Christians, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God desires that all people be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, let me ask you something. Who will testify to the truth if not us, the body of Christ? There's no one else that can. There's no one else that can. John 14, 15 through 18. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I'll pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he, as the Holy Spirit, may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Jesus Christ has given us the Holy Spirit. He has clearly told us that the Holy Spirit, he is the spirit of truth. He's also told us the world does not see him, does not know him, cannot have him. So the responsibility falls to us to testify to the truth in the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we're the only ones who can. They don't get it. They can't get it. You have to understand. You're like, why are they like this? Why are they like this? They can't get it. They don't have the Holy Spirit. Don't ask yourself questions like, why do lost people act like lost people? Lost people are lost people. It's a tautology. It's obviously true. The only way they're going to know anything is if you testify to the truth. Salt and light. That's who you have to be. This is fundamental. You have to understand you're important. You're important, Christ follower. You have a mission, Christ follower. A mission. We've been given the Great Commission. It's on the wall outside. And it's all about testifying to the truth. What is it? Well, I'm going to read it. Because I do all the time. I don't want you to forget. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And here's where he does it. I've got all the authority and he's gonna go, boom, here's some. I've got, I've got it, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna seal you for it. I'm gonna send you on it. Here's the mission, go. That's the opposite of sit or stay or sleep or play video games. Listen up, young men. I ain't playing. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. You worried about it? I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's now, by the way. Amen. 
Making disciples of Christ, which is what we're called to do, means testifying to the truth of the gospel, the good news, the amazing, wonderful news that Jesus Christ has come to set people free. You can be free from your sin. If you're not a Christ follower today, you walked in here and you're going, there's a lot of stuff going on and this is lasting a long time and I don't know what I think. Let me tell you something. I've got the best news you've ever heard. You can be free. You don't have to live in guilt, shame. Because you know what? We know you're a sinner. We all are. And Christ has come to set us free. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've done, his grace and his mercy are waiting for you. 1 John 1, 8 through 9. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. You, you don't think you've sinned? You're lying to yourself. you got some bad lenses on. You're deceiving yourself, and the truth is not in us, which would be the Holy Spirit isn't in us if we think we haven't sinned. How could he be? we got to know you've sinned to ask for the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and to follow him. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All of it. For me, that's the greatest news I have ever heard. It is the reason that I'm standing here before you. And I don't just mean as a pastor, I mean alive. Because I was buried in my shame and my sin. Buried in it. And he set me free. That's the truth. That's the truth that will set you free. Live it, breathe it, testify to it, preach it, make disciples for Jesus Christ. And then baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's part of the Great Commission. Did you know that today, you who are part of the body of Christ, every one of you, the scripture's clear, not one of you is unimportant to the work of the church. That means when the church baptizes 21 people in the last few weeks, you are fulfilling the Great Commission. You did it today. You did it today. You got to be part of it. Those of you who were baptized in it, those of you who are part of the church that baptized them, that called them into the community, you're living it. What's life worth? What's my purpose? You're living it. This is it. This is the real thing. Come on, baby. This is good stuff, right? You're living it. The Great Commission. This is your legacy eternally. It's pretty amazing. We're together fulfilling our mission in this world this morning, every morning, every day. And we teach the truth. All that Jesus Christ, our Lord, the King of Kings, has commanded us, we're teaching. That's the great commission. How do we teach truth? Got to have the Holy Spirit. Got to know it to teach it. Got to read it. Got to work. Can't do that sitting around. Can't do that. If this is all you do, no offense. No, I don't care if you're offended. <laughs> you already know that, so. Look, we teach the truth. We don't apologize for it. We don't candy coat it. We don't hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. We teach it. We live it. We desire it. First for ourselves. We don't be hypocrites. Got to get that log out of your eye before you start going and getting that splinter out of somebody else's. But we live it. We live it. Truth. We bathe in it. We live in it. We live in the truth of Christ. 
I have chosen the way of truth, says the psalmist, Psalm 119.30a. We choose to live in truth, and it has to be a choice every day. Holy Spirit's in you. Holy Spirit's in you. Live in him. Choose. Get up. Hey, I want to live in truth. I got the Holy Spirit. I want to live in truth. I I have chosen the way of truth, and we reap the blessings of a life lived in truth. Let me just tell you, because I was a liar. I know what that's like. You know when you've told a lie, and you're just kind of waiting for it to catch up with you? Like, no, we've never lied. Well, let me tell you about it then, just in case this ever happens to you. You ever told a lie, and you're waiting for it to catch up? It's not a fun feeling. It's going to get in the way of enjoying life. You know the easiest life to live? In terms of that, tell the truth all the time. Tell the truth all the time because we're people of truth. Expect it from others with grace, with forgiveness. Speak the truth and live the truth. You're not going to lose as much sleep. I spoke with a, a dear sister in Christ this week, and she was just expressing her desire to live for Jesus. And this is a woman who has given up for Jesus more than most of us will probably ever be called to. And I just cannot tell you that seeing that because she loves Jesus and because she knows the truth, but she wants to follow him in the way of righteousness and truth, I cannot tell you what that does to me as someone who's serving you all. It is, it's beyond words. I can't even speak of it. It's a feeling, it's a spiritual, emotional ball of fire when I see people serving Christ, loving him, living in truth. God is working. I have never seen God work like he's working right now. Yeah. Amen. As we approach the end of the age, as we do the real thing and the right thing, you know what that means? That means that for all of us, there's going to be a little sharpening that's going to have to happen. Y'all have some burrs and some rough spots and so do I. We're going to have to get tougher. We're going to have to spare the water bottle, as C.S. Lewis says. We're going to have to get tough. But he's working. And Satan can't stand against us. Cannot stand against us. But out in the world, truth is nowhere to be found. Don't bother. Each of the pillars of knowledge in society has fallen down, and it's been a disaster. Fallen down hard. Those who we once believed have taken advantage of the fact that they had a position that we generally believed that college professor, that scientist, that politician, we probably never believed them, but the, whoever it was, right? They've taken advantage of their position, used their authority that they had to tell us lies, and we have now said we reject it all. Everybody has. Everybody has. Knowledge has come tumbling down. Truth has fallen in the streets. Teachers, pastors, judges, and journalists, they've all become liars. Not every one of them, by the way. Not every one of them. But even the crew in the white coats, right? The scientists and the doctors, they are full of it. Half the time. We can barely believe anything they say. And we're left trying to find sources of truth when it's fallen down in the street. Look, the world's facing wars, diseases, natural disasters, all the signs of the end of the age, and those who should be helping, they're helping themselves. 
They seek money or power or fame, and they'll lie to get any of it. We have become completely divided as a nation. I'm speaking to those of you in the U.S. right now. I know we have some people that watch from Honduras and other places. I'm sure everything's fine there. Here, (laughs) we've become completely divided as a nation. Each half of the country right now wants to force the other half to live by their terms. And each half believes it's only the other half that's actually doing that. You're like, wait a second, I'm one of those halves. Don't be. Don't be. We've had an intense tribalism come up. And the base of each, each tribe, kind of the, the ones that are really pushing the loud ones in each tribe, seem to be tremendously willing to lie or to believe lies or to ignore lies in order to be on the team for the tribe. In the midst of that, we live as the people of truth. We have only one tribe. We have only one tribe, one family, one body. We are followers of Jesus Christ. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you can clap for Jesus for sure. As these tribes increase, as their anger and fear increase, we are becoming more and more separate and obviously separate from all the other tribes of the world. We're actually shining forth as unique as it always should have been. This is what we have always been supposed to be, called out, separate. We went a little wrong when we started wanting to kind of fit in with the world. Kind of, if the world will be enough like this, then we'll just kind of go, get along and go along. Christianity is not that kind of a religion, people. It's a fighting religion. Y'all are warriors. God did this with the Israelites, our forebears. Made them separate. We're supposed to be separate from the world. And when the real thing happens, when we live out the real faith, the real life, the real peace, the real hope, the real joy of a Christ follower, guess what happens? 21 people get baptized in this month. That's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. Jesus Christ will be seen in his church above the muck and the mire and the lies of the world if we will stay separate, unique, different. You don't need to buddy up with liars on any side of any issue in order to get something you want and compromise who you are. What happens when we get caught up in the tribalism of the world? What happens when instead of trusting God, we look to men and women to save us? I've seen believers, believers who I love. Nobody here, I'm talking back in the day. I used to go to a university, I'm not going to name it. There was a time years ago when I saw some things happening among leadership where it became very clear, very clear, that the goals of the kingdom were getting real tied up with the goals of the world and the means that people were willing to use to do kingdom goals. They wanted to see people saved. They wanted good things to happen, but they were willing to use unrighteous means to get there. And I'm not naming any names, but you can read. Go read a newspaper, okay? Things, things have happened because people align themselves with the world to get what they want. What happens when we become more focused? And this is going to hit some of us, okay? So just get ready for it. 
get kind of, here we go, ready? What happens when we become more focused on whether someone should wear a mask or not or take a vaccine or not than whether people are going to hell? What happens when that happens? What happens when one side of Christianity joins up with the wokeness of the political left and becomes progressive Christians, which aren't even Christians, and one side joins up with the wokeness of the political right and becomes legalistic, pharisaical, and dominionist? And if you don't know what dominionism is, it's a bunch of people out there who are saying they're Christians who literally want to bring back ancient Israel to this country and make it a Christian nation where we force everybody to be Christians. That's Islamic, not Christian, just by the way, in case you're wondering. That's never been what we do. Paul didn't say, let's storm the castle and take out Nero and we'll get swords and we'll make everybody be a Christian. That's Muhammad stuff, not Christ stuff. What happens when one set of Christians starts buddying up to those who support the murder of innocent children in the womb? Because they believe that those people might better care for the poor and oppressed. And another group of Christians buddy up to liars and bullies and perverts who degrade and denigrate people for political ends because they believe those people might bring an end to abortion or bring back prayer in schools or some other thing. Everybody offended yet? Should be. Listen, this is important. These political tribes are full of liars and worldly men and women who do not follow Christ or his truth. That is the fact. I've been watching it my whole life, and so have you. You should vote. Go vote. Go advocate for justice and righteousness. But for the sake of your witness in Christ Jesus, do not join their tribes. Do not be connected to them. Christ's followers don't compromise the truth. Period. Carry this with you. Christ's followers do not compromise the truth. We do not compromise. We do not lie to get what we want because we think what we want is a good thing. Nor do we look the other way while other people lie and make excuses for them because they want to get what we think we want. How has it worked out, by the way? Millions of babies are still being killed in this country every year, and we've had 25 years of Republicans in the last 40 years, all of whom have promised us the end to this. You know how the end of it's going to come? When we can start getting into people's hearts with the truth so they don't show up to kill their babies. You can't do this by legislating your Christianity on people. It doesn't work and and it's not happening. So we better get serious about who we are and how we're separate. I know some of you are like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Okay, I don't either. I'm just trying to tell you what I think is true. We have integrity because we are the body of Christ, because we have the truth, because we have the Holy Spirit. We represent Christ and truth in this world. We must not stain the witness of Christ by compromising. Be careful how closely you align yourself with the Clintons and the Obamas and the Bidens and the Trumps and the whatever and the whatever and the whatever and the whatever of this world. Be careful, please. Because when the unbeliever looks at you, they're looking to see what it looks like to be a Christ follower. They're looking to see what his church looks like. And if you're making excuses for every person coming and going because you think they're going to give you what you want... It makes a difference, guys. 
So are you making a difference in the world around you by sharing the truth of Jesus? We sure hope so. As always, if you have any questions about today's teaching, or we can help you find that truth yourself, call us at 360-885-9000, or use email info at actschurchnw.org. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll check out part two next time for much more from Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate. Contemplate.